0: Iowa State fires Paul Rhodes. Iowa now ranked third, and UNI takes down number one, North Carolina.
1: Is that it? Is that all that's going on? It'll have to do. Time to sound off.
0: Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy.
1: Now, get ready to sound off. I'm Keith Murphy. He's John Sears. And, John, a remarkable day for the state of
0: Iowa sports news. Man, I cannot remember a day quite like it. Not when three of the big four
1: had a weekend of huge news. What's bugging Andy on North Dakota? The other one. And best of the Iowa nice guy insulting Nebraska coming up. But let's get right to the hot topics. 515-282-9010 to sound off. Iowa State fires Paul Rhodes after Saturday's meltdown in Manhattan. Rhodes will coach the game at West Virginia. The new AP poll ranks Iowa number three. Keep in mind, in the first poll this season, the Hawkeyes received zero votes. Zero. And Northern Iowa takes down the nation's number one basketball team, North Carolina. Call 515-282-9010 to sound off on a night full of hot topics. With a minute 30 to play at K-State, I'll bet Jamie Pollard had no plans to fire Paul Rhodes. Not today, maybe not at season's end. But if 90 seconds can provide a microcosm of missed opportunities, the meltdown in Manhattan did. I felt terrible for the brokenhearted Cyclones. Few enjoy Rhodes fired. Not Pollard, not players, not fans, not media. But it had to happen. As Dan McCartney learned, Once hope leaves, the coach soon follows. Loyal Cyclone fans just set a new attendance record despite eight wins in three years. But there's no new stadium renovation to sell now. Iowa State is an improved team that left three wins on the field. A century of mostly losing football proves Iowa State is a tough place to win, so you better not blow the ones you should win. That's not all on roads. But Paul knows who's held responsible. It's part of the deal. Rhodes is a nice guy, a local guy. Players would run through hell in a gasoline suit for Rhodes. He passionately tried to elevate Cyclone football. For a while, he did. Let's not forget the Rhodes upset specials that were missing from the McCarney era. But the Cyclones trended the wrong direction, and few, if any, schools would have been this patient. Don't underestimate the additional pressure of Iowa being 11-0. It's not like Iowa City is in Texas and Ames is in North Dakota. If 11-0 is all about schedule, why did Iowa go 7-5 with an easier schedule last year? The Hawks are having the kind of run fans dream. And that includes Cyclone fans who want to experience something similar just once. It's a lot to ask, but it's not too much to ask. Rhodes can add one more win Saturday. Many people don't understand firing a guy and then having him work. My wife is one of those people, and she's an ISU alum who likes Paul Rhodes. That's her screen left, Andy's wife on your right. Jenny and I will have to disagree on this one. I like the move. It's a sign of respect for Rhodes. It gives the players a chance to win one for their coach, and by announcing it now, gives ISU a head start on other searches. Rhodes doesn't need pity. Iowa State will pay Rhodes more than $4 million to not coach. He can also land a defensive coordinator job anytime he wants. He'll be fine. As for the man Rhodes fired, Mark Mangino, I can't imagine anyone hiring a coach who gleefully delights in the demise of his former boss after a heartbreaking loss. If that really is Mangino's tweet, and it seems it is, it's clear he feels vindicated, but hard to understand... Making it public and personal in a way that hits former players with collateral damage. Heck, Mangino's own son is on Rhodes' staff. Paul Rhodes made it known far and wide. He was proud to be Iowa State's coach. After the chiz, that was a big deal. Keith, I want to start this segment by saying one thing
0: Colin Cowherd, you're welcome. <laughs> Last week, I exposed the Herd with actual facts about Iowa, disproving many of his weak non-conference theories. Well, this week, the Herd responded.
1: Another fine local Iowa reporter led their news last night. Here's Skippy Baumgartner or something there about taking me to task.
0: First off, thank you to the Herd for helping me go national. Now, not many people saw it because it was on Fox Sports 1 at 11 a.m. Central Time. But, hey, I'll take what I can get. Second... I finally see the herd is coming around to old
1: oh, Skippy? Skippy Baumgartner. Yeah, Skippy Baumgartner.
0: Last week you had Iowa, what, 27th, 34th? Now you have them in the top 10. Welcome to the light. The Hawks are 11-0, one of two undefeated teams in the country. Two! It's too bad your mighty Trojans aren't in the top 25, but according to you, I'm sure they deserve a spot in the playoffs since they're loaded with four- and five-star recruits. In fact, according to the herd, what's the point of even having rankings? We might as well just pick what teams have the best recruits and just forget about what happens during the actual season. The only reason people don't like Iowa is because they're Iowa. If Ohio State was still undefeated and had Iowa's resume, critics would be slobbering all over the Buckeyes like a dog with a new bone from PetSmart. But it's Iowa. We get it. Speaking of the Buckeyes, Kirk Herbstreit doesn't even have Iowa in the top six. Come on. I understand Cyclone fans trolling, hating on Iowa, but let's get real. Herbie has Notre Dame, Baylor, Michigan State, and Oklahoma all ahead of Iowa. All have one loss. What's Notre Dame's best win? Navy? Temple? Do I need to remind you that the Sooners lost to Texas? Yes, the same Texas team that was pummeled by Iowa State. Herbie, take it from old
1: Skippy Baumgartner.
0: (laughs) The Hawkeyes deserve to be in the top four.
1: Skippy Bumgarner. have you seen Skippy Bumgarner on Twitter? Uh, is it bad that I have a
0: fake account that is better than my actual account? <laughs> it is pretty entertaining. It's pretty funny, yeah.
1: All right, let's get to the calls here. A lot to get to. Randy and Ames. Uh, Randy, what do you think about Iowa State firing Paul Rhodes? Hello? Yeah, Randy, you're on. What do you think of the firing of Paul Rhodes?
2: I think it was wrong. Why? I think the problem, think the problem is when Iowa State have a chance to leave the Big 12 and go somewhere else they should have went. They can't compete in the Big
1: 12. They never have. They're not not going anywhere else. There's not even a possibility that they leave the Big 12.
2: Well, I thought a few years ago they had the opportunity to go out to to the Mountain
1: West. Mountain West would have been a panic landing spot if there was no other option. But you have to remember, teams in the Mountain West – Make a, a small percentage of what Iowa State makes with the Big 12 football. Yeah, the money year.
0: in the Big 12, yeah. they're not leaving the Big 12.
1: I, Iowa State would probably welcome uh, going to the Big 10, but they're not going yeah. to the Mountain West. Uh, Keith is in Des Moines with another thought on Paul Rhodes, uh, who will coach his final game against West Virginia. And Keith, please turn your television down. Uh, Keith is in Des Moines with another thought on Paul We are on seven second delay, folks. Please turn your television down, Keith. All right, that's painful to listen to. Let's go to Jacob in Ames. Jacob, uh, what do you think about the number three, now number three ranked Iowa Hawkeyes?
2: Well, I think the Iowas have had a good season so far, but when they go to Nebraska, I think the Cornhuskers are going to win, and Nebraska
1: has a good coach in Bo Pelini. I think he should go to the Cyclones and get them night wins the season. Bo Pelini couldn't win big games very much at Nebraska. With what Nebraska's makes, talent. With Nebraska's talent resources. What makes you think he would win big games at Iowa State?
2: I think he's got passion, and I think the – Well, Huster Paul Rhodes had passion.
1: Paul Rhodes didn't have passion? He had passion, but I think Bo Pelini can get the right recruits to get the job back. All right. Recruiting uh, is a big deal. But it is.
0: I, I think at this point, Iowa State, you know, the, the past two hires have been defensive coordinators. They probably need to go offensive route, and they probably need to look at maybe some type of a, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but some type of guy that specializes in a certain offense. Oh, I, I you agree. Th- that, Back- you know Maybe it's the triple option. Maybe it's a full spread on attack. Something that specializes that he's come from a place that's been proven to put points on the board.
1: And, and I think it needs to be something that maybe everybody's not, preparing for on a weekly basis yeah. now Iowa State goes to the spread now everybody else is running the spread uh now maybe you have to do something different uh Dodger Denny is in Fort Dodge Dodger Jet Denny Paul Rhodes out what do you think
2: hi guys um I know what had to happen sooner or later but like some people think that he didn't have any emotion I think he was like Dan McCartney. they both had emotion and it, it will be sad to see him leave but uh, I don't know what else to say. Um, hopefully we can find another coach that has some kind of drive like he did. And all I got to say is go Dodgers. Um,
1: Thank you, Dodger Denny. I know I really don't personally know anyone that wanted Paul Rhodes to no, fail. No. Um, and And some people will feel like he didn't really fail, that you just can't do much more at Iowa State. But I don't think Jamie Pollard can send that message to fans and boosters. I think I think it's fair to expect more than two or three wins a season. Yeah, three wins, two
0: wins, now three wins. Like you said, a lot of coaches would have been fired last year. And I have no problem with Rhodes coaching on Saturday because all the players like him. If some of the players didn't like him and there was friction, then by all means, you need to have an assistant step in and coach. But all the players love him. They're going to get, do a little swan song, send him out, trying to get him a win in his final game, kind of like McCartney.
1: Yeah, same thing happened in 2006. Yeah. Iowa State upset Missouri. That game was at home. It's too bad this game isn't at home. But it's a sign of respect from Pollard and the administration to the players and to Rhodes himself that he is going to be allowed to coach the final game. But some people... I think that makes no sense. I told you, my wife is one of those people. She's like, what? He's fired and he's going to coach next week? You can't imagine being fired and
0: then still working.
1: Uh, And other people say, well, then why not wait until next week? Well, there's already about 10 openings in major college football, and there's going to be more. Iowa State, the sooner they can get started on the search, if they know one's coming, they might as well get started. And after what happened in the final 90 seconds of that game and what happened against Oklahoma State, Uh, It was probably time to start the search. Marcy and Ellsworth, a thought on Hawkeye football. Go ahead, Marcy.
2: Well, you know, I just want to say this is C.J. Bethart and the boys are really doing a very, very good job working together. Um, Really, this year they've come together as a team as they never have before. And, you know, a lot of the media now is calling them the lunchbox team. And that's fine. They can call them that. But you know what? They might be
3: taking their lunchbox to the game, but they're not eating it on the field.
1: All right. All right. Thank you, Marcy. Uh, this weekend, the fans had to eat the, take their lunchbox and, uh, lunch and place it in the snow, and that kept their, uh, their lunch nice and cool, nice and refrigerated. Boy, they did a great job clearing off that field. Doesn't even it look still like it snowed on the field. Still can't believe it. Let's Nine go to lookalikes. The uh, Old Spice is our judge. Beth Gibbons and Ankeny thinks Iowa quarterback C.J. Bethard, and I hope I say this name right because I've never seen the movie, Zaphog Beeblebox from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Old what? Spice. I don't know Beeblebox. I have no idea who Brox is. Brox? Yeah, you're right. It's Beeblebox. I do know I have no idea who Beeblebox is. Sarah says ISU basketball coach Steve Prome looks like spin city actor Richard Kind. Old Spice. Man, that's another oh. match. There How we go. Oh, no, whoa, that's whoa, whoa, a buzzer. That's wait. a late buzzer. Whoa. Which one is it? That's a no? That's a no. Oh, that's a no. He's, he couldn't make up his mind, but it's ultimately a no.
3: Still gets no respect. But the University of North Dakota, hey, that's a different story. I'll tell you why it's not bugging me next. Like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation TJ writes.
1: Widely loved, great person, great advocate for Iowa State, but the results did not come. His buyout is standard procedure, and he clearly did all he could to succeed. Thank you, and best wishes, Coach Rhodes.
0: Steve Reitz was honestly rooting so hard for Rhodes to turn around this season and make it work, but there is too much talent, and there may have been too many what-ifs to be sitting with only three wins.
1: There's something involving North Dakota, and it's not bugging Andy. What?
0: I think I just crapped my pants.
3: The University of North Dakota has finally settled on a new nickname. It'll be called the Fighting Hawks instead of the Fighting Sioux and thus be back in the good graces of the NCAA. Now, that's a boring nickname, and many North Dakota fans are less than enthused. They didn't want to change it in the first place, so they just sort of said whatever and moved on. Mostly, though, they're angry at the NCAA for telling them that they couldn't keep their Indian mascot. And you know... I get it. No one likes to be told what to do. No one likes to be told that something they've been doing is insensitive or politically incorrect. I loved the book Little Black Sambo when I was a kid. I liked Speedy Gonzales, and my favorite candy was the cherry version of Lemonheads called Cherry Chan. I would have voted then to keep those in circulation, but they were pushed out, and we all eventually understood that... There are times to pick your battles and times to just say, whatever, and move on. In North Dakota, it's time to move on. Fighting Sioux fans will say that many Native Americans have no problem with Indian mascots, Braves, Warriors, and Redskins included. And they're probably right. Then again, there are probably African Americans who haven't lost much sleep over Confederate flags flying in the South. Fans of the Fighting Sioux might point out that Irish-Americans aren't offended by the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, and they're probably right. Then again, Irish-Americans are the largest white ethnic group in the country. Their stories of oppression don't begin to compare with those of Native Americans. And most importantly, Notre Dame is their school. It was founded in part by Irish Catholics, and they picked the name Fighting Irish. When a school in England calls itself the Fighting Irish, maybe we'll have a comparison. Most Native American mascots were selected many decades ago by organizations not run by Indians, at a time when white America was not interested in honoring Native American culture. In fact, it was taking it away from them in government boarding schools where they were forced to learn English and dress white. Kill the Indian, save the man, as the superintendent put it. No one was honoring Indians with these names. They were looking for something fierce, tough, savage for a nickname, but something which had been conquered, like a lion, a tiger, or an Indian. I don't think that the Fighting Sioux fans are thinking of all this when they wear their jerseys to watch their fantastic hockey teams play. And I'm not calling others racist for wanting to hang on to their redskins, braves or indians. But when it comes time to give up this fight and that time has come, I applaud everyone that says whatever and moves on. I'm certain it'll all make more sense down the road. I'm Andy Fails and that's what's bugging me.
1: The Nebraska Cornhuskers <laughs> make many appearances on Sound Off and the Huskers do it again. And who's in your five? Mr. Lavoner, with all due respect, it was a one-point. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. Scott writes, that was an all-time epic collapse yesterday. Add on last week's game where ISU lost a game. They also had won. It was time. Kyle tweets, this has to be Pollard's last hire at
0: Iowa State, right? Not many ADs get a chance to hire three football coaches and two men's basketball coaches.
1: Who's in your five, five most notable Nebraskans, Mm. people born in Nebraska? At number five, L. Ron Hubbard, the kook behind Scientology. (laughs) Number four, Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, Yeah, Nebraskans, famous Nebraskans. Uh, Number three notable (laughs) Nebraskans, Nick Nolte. (laughs) Iowa, of course, playing Nebraska Friday, number two, Cooter Ray Cornholer, and the number one most notable Nebraskan easy choice, Fred Hoyberg. Oh. Back Smooth. to the calls. Uh, let's get going here with um, Chad in West Des Moines. Hi, Chad. What do you think uh, about the decision to fire Paul Rhodes?
2: I think it's a fantastic decision. Why so? I think uh, Paul Rhodes just isn't PC, and we need a PC coach. I'm looking at I don't know. I think it's time to start a new era, um, maybe a new coach, maybe some NFL talent, even some NFL experience, maybe Rob Ryan. He's a good-looking guy.
1: Man, I, I don't know what that means, and I'm not sure I want to know. Uh, Conrad is in Centerville. oh Frequently calls sound off. Uh, Conrad, a lot of talk about Paul Rhodes, but you probably want to talk about the Hawks. Oh, my gosh, Murph, 11-0. How fun is this? It's uh, it, it's every it's every fan's dream, right there. It's all in front of you, Conrad. Two undefeated teams out of hundred and twenty-eight. Iowa and Clemson. Best year out of my forty-four so far. Now, Let me tell you though, I have been a little worried all season. Why? I, I, I've expressed it to you about us possibly losing some of our coaches be it Kirk or maybe Brian. Uh, Conrad, I, I again remind you that Kirk Ferentz is under contract through 2020. Do, do you? I'll, agi- I'll again remind you that is not long enough. But that's besides the point.
0: Do you? What do, happened?
2: Do you, ahead, be- do you
0: believe there is a chance that a, an NFL team could come and pay 20 million dollars for Kirk Ferentz?
2: Is that even a question?
0: I asked it. Is
2: I'm, it? I'm, I don't. I don't see why not. He's clearly the best coach in all of
0: college football. Would you put him as one of the top NFL coaches? Well,
2: he needs to prove himself, but I don't see why not. Look what he does here in Iowa City. All
1: right, Conrad, since since you know what, uh, since you're you're so happy with your coach at Iowa, staying with the main theme tonight, Iowa State firing Paul Rhodes, what do you think Iowa State should do? If they're smart, they'd hire Brian.
3: Brian Ferentz? Ferentz?
2: Ferentz yes, Ferrens family overtakes <laughs> the Bramstead family as the first family of Iowa. And what? all is good.
3: Wow. There's
1: only one Conrad, and he's from Centerville. I, I got a
0: feeling he likes the Ferentz family.
1: Uh, Brad is in Adel. Brad, what do you think about all the talk tonight? What are you hearing that you agree with? What do you disagree with? Uh,
2: I think Paul Rhodes is an amazing coach for Iowa State. He had Why? a great program going on.
1: Well, uh, there's no... It, There's no it,
2: reason to get rid of him.
1: Well, the, the reason would be it, it's not because people don't like him. It's because two years ago, Iowa State won two games. La- or uh, Last year, Iowa State won three games. And right now, with one game to play, Iowa State has three wins. And it's his seventh season. I get that. But, but you're, you're you're making it sound like they're competing for championships. No, they're not competing for a championship by
2: any means. They're but, not even
1: competing for middle of the pack right now. So... Uh, Players love him, many fans love him, but don't you expect more?
2: Of course we expect more, but he's getting to the point where he has a great team under him, he's doing a good job. Give him another year, see what happens.
1: Iowa State
2: has one of the toughest schedules in the Big 12.
1: Well, all Big 12 teams have the same schedule, basically, but Brad, do you believe if Iowa State finishes that game yesterday and Iowa State should have won? Do you think we're here tonight talking about this? No, I don't. I, I, I don't either. I don't either. Brad, uh, thank you. Um, more passionate topics coming up here. Iowa is nice. You know that. Mm-hmm. But the Iowa nice guy is not nice to Nebraska. Let's not forget, Iowa plays Nebraska. Black Friday. Friday. You can always email the show, Sound Off at whotv.com. 13 winning seasons in 50 years. Who would want this job? Developing a winning tradition requires more than a mortal man. Douglas.
0: I have always supported Rhodes, but after the debacles the last two games, he had to go. It's so frustrating because there is talent on this team. Hopefully, Pollard realizes the trend of choosing defensive coordinators with no head coaching experience is not working. That's from
1: Winston. I think ISU is making a huge mistake. I would have given him at least one more year to see how things work out. I hope Coach Rhodes Gets another head coaching job and is highly successful, Candyman and Newton.
0: If Iowa is only 11-0 because of a weak schedule, why aren't there 50
1: other undefeated
0: teams in college football? If Iowa loses credit for Wisconsin dropping out of the polls, will they also take credit away from Bama for LSU becoming a dumpster fire? That's from Shane in
1: Marshalltown. It will all work itself out if uh, Iowa wins two more football games. The Iowa nice guy picked up where... Cooter Ray left off. Not
0: true. Not true. Not true. Cooter Ray loves the Huskers. Iowa Nice Guy just insults them.
2: Good. Point. Let's move on to Nebraska. The bug eaters almost lost to Wyoming, which would have been the biggest disaster in Nebraska since that fire at the overall factory. Did you know in the original version of Wizard of Oz, Dorothy was from Nebraska, but readers didn't believe she'd ever actually want to go home. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Memorial Stadium is a tough place to play. It's filled with mullets, neckbeards, and that's just the women. Cornhusker fans will travel in droves to East Lansing, but don't be too impressed. Nebraskans travel in droves to see lots of things. Fire, Nickelback, sheep. On day one in office, I would issue an order to Annex Omaha, because a town that exciting shouldn't be an state that boring. Before 1900, the official name of the team was the Bug Eaters. Sometimes you can't make this up. Hello, Nebraska. How was the Little League World Series this year? oh wait I should probably say something nice about Nebraska Nebraska is so this just in a 50 year old Nebraska man has been accused of attacking his wife with a sandwich <laughs> well if that isn't the greatest costume I've ever seen
3: Nebraska. <laughs>
2: You think the N on your helmet stands for knowledge. We all think the N on your helmet stands for tool bag. Nebraska, running the read option on the football field and in the classroom. Until next time, I'm out. Go Hawks.
1: 60 seconds sound off now. Let's start with a Phyllis. One thought from each of the remaining four people. Phyllis, uh, one thought. Phyllis and Clive.
2: Uh, does anyone remember a few years ago when Iowa played at Ohio State and Kirk Ferentz had his Hawks take a knee near the end of the game? He was yes. crucified by the fans for not trying to win and going into overtime. Now an Iowa State fans, they're having a fit because uh, uh, Rhodes did, didn't take a knee. Thank
1: I mean, you, Phyllis. It's a good point. Can't win for losing is Phyllis's point. Aaron in Nevada. Aaron? Yeah, but- um, I was just wanting
2: to see what it would be like here in the next two games if the Hawkeyes won against Nebraska and I'm assuming they're going to be playing Ohio State in the in the Big Ten championship game but
1: Uh,
0: Michigan
2: State probably
1: you assume wrong it'll probably be Michigan State Iowa wins those two games they'll be in the playoff they'll be in the playoff Uh, Ryan and Ames Hi, guys. I just want to thank John right off here uh, for calling out Colin Coward, and uh, I think the Hawkeyes match up better versus Michigan State, so I think it'll be a better deal for the Hawks. Good one to end on. Yeah. Uh, We're back next week. Hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound-off... What was that? Say that again? Skippy Baumgartner.
0: There we go. (laughs) Skippy Baumgartner. We leave you with the sound-off send-off. Paul Rhodes' first interview with Murph after being hired in 2008.
1: How important was it for you and for Jamie to to establish that you really truly want to be at Iowa State, because there are, there are a lot of people right now, understandably, that that feel a little burned by Coach Chiswick leaving just two years into his contract.
3: I, I think that was a, a a big part of the hire and and, and a big part of the position that, that that Iowa State was in and and, and Jamie was in. Um, uh, the, the, the position's too important to know that that wasn't an, an, an end-all, though. Uh, and, and the fact that I'm from Akeny and, and coached here before and, and grew up in the state and, and have a father that was a Hall of Fame coach is, is all nice. And, 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 and it comes across as good. And, and, but, but this thing needs to be for the long haul. I still got to be able to coach. I still got to be able to recruit. I still got to be able to uh, uh, deliver to, to alumni and fans. Let's jump into Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers. Hunt for muddy puddles and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.